Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word can go to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. Your word can touch our heart, inspire, and we're asking that you speak your word this morning. In Jesus' name we are praying. All right, I have only 25 minutes to say a few things, but today I want to encourage you, but before I get to that encouragement, I want to share something uh, that I really feel is important. Uh, God put in my heart, how God defines membership. How does God see membership? All right? Because a lot of times when we say member, I'm a member of this, I'm a member of this church, I'm a member of this club, I'm a member of this organization, what we think is different for, from how God sees membership. So membership is, from God's standpoint, is not membership of an organization. It's really membership of a body. And the best analogy that God gave to us is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which we're going to, go to, we're going to get to. The best analogy God gave to us is our physical body, the membership of a physical body. It's different from I belong to Rotary Club, completely different. Your aunt is a member of this body. You have a body and you have a member. That's the best picture that God gives to us. So membership of a church, of the body of Christ through a church, is not just claiming a church. It's not just, oh, this is my church. And funny enough, there are a lot of people who claim our church. We don't even claim them because they are not in our membership. They've never done the class. I mean, they show up maybe every other Sunday, once a month. And we say, where do you go? I'm a member of Agape House. No, you are not. You claim us, we don't even claim you. Is it? Isn't that funny? We don't have you in our record. We don't have you. So it is not even claiming a church. It is not just attending the church. It's not just attending a class. It's not just showing up on Sundays. All right? It is not just even saying, I like your church. All right? Membership is stronger than that when God looks at one. And I'm going to give you four ways God talks about member. Someone is uh, having their phone. They are so important they can't turn their phone off. All right? So it is important to know that membership from God is stronger. How does God see his membership? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Look at it. Let's read it from verse 12. For as the body is one, and has many members. Our body is one body. It has many members. But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. All right? So our body is one body, but it has many members or parts, many parts, body parts. All right? He said, For one, by one spirit we, have, we were all baptized into one body. 
whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. I want you to understand that. So I'm going to stop there. But so that's how the Bible describes it. The Bible describes, you know, membership as being part of a body. Amen. So let's look at four things that God really, when we talk about being a member. Number one, membership is belonging. I want you to say it after me. Membership is belonging. Hallelujah. Let's, I'm going to read uh, verse, I started to read, but I think I'm going to read verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it will not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the air should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it will not for that reason stop being part of the body. Because Membership is strong, all right? You know, your, your hand is a member of your body. Your foot is a member of your body. Your nose is a member of your body. Your kidney is a member of your body. So membership is truly belonging. And I want to challenge you to, to belong. You know, don't just show up on Sundays. Don't just show up on special occasion. For some of you who are watching online, you know, don't just say, oh, you know, I watch, I'm part of the church, I'm this, you know. No, 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 no. Membership is truly belonging. The same way our part, the part of our body belong, your body is incomplete without some parts being there, right? In fact, when you say you're sick, it's really because maybe one part is not functioning well, right? You carry your old self to the doctor, and you say, I am not feeling good. Or you can say, look, my leg is hurting, right? And the doctor put something on your chest. And you say, no, I didn't say my chest is hurting. I said my leg. And the doctor said, no, that pain can be coming from somewhere, from somewhere else. That's how our body, belonging means we are interconnected. Belonging means our destiny is tied together. In this case, our eternal destiny. All right? It's tied together. Whether we like it or not, it is tied together. You belong to the body of Christ. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you are my brother or my sister, whether you like it or not. If you can't stand me, I'm sorry for you. You're going to have to stand me when we get to heaven. Guess what? We might even be neighbors. I think God will play tricks on a lot of you. I think God will play tricks. He will take the, that person that you don't want to see. That will be your neighbor in heaven. And you are going to live with them forever. And you can't even move in heaven. You can't relocate. Hallelujah. So you better love me now. Tell your neighbor, you better love me now. Amen. All right, all right. So belonging is important. Belonging means we are one, we are tied together, we are blessed together. If one member is hurting, everybody hurts with him. And that is what membership is. Hallelujah. Membership is also adding and receiving value. 
if you look at your physical body, every part of your body is adding value to your body, right? And every part of your body is receiving value from the rest, right? Every part. Your leg, for example, functions because it receives blood from the heart, right? That is flowing through your veins there. Send signal. Make sure if the blood supply to your leg is cut off, something, I mean, your leg might be amputated if you're not careful. You know, things like that. Makes us to know that we all add and receive value. In fact, when you study that place very well, it is wrong to even say one part of the body, body is more valuable than the other. All right? We can't say, oh, yo, and prayer, we are the most important people. Oh, no, we are evangelism. Oh, every other person, they are wasting their time. No. Every part has their role to play. And no part can say, oh, we are not that important. Who cares about me? I just, I'm just cleaning or I'm just in the sound. You know, no, 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 no. That should not be our mindset. Every member must add value. I want to ask you, are you adding value? Or do you just show off? Are you adding value to the church? Are you adding value to the body of Christ? How do you add value? Every member has a gift. Every member has been called to do something. Every, everybody, every believer is being called to add value. All right? When you are not adding value, you make the body sick. You know, when one part of your body stops functioning, the whole body is sick. Isn't that true? The whole body. I want to ask you, are you part of the people making the body of Christ sick? Are you? Are you? So it is giving value. It is, and when you give, you're also receiving value. Just imagine, you know, the best, best concept of, of our prayer. Look at what we do with our prayer, daily prayer. By the way, I had the attendance went up last week very well with our daily prayer. Praise God for that. I'm not going to ask you to raise up your hands, but if you didn't join, you know yourself. You are, you are, you are disobeying quietly, but God sees you. Look at, but look at how we've divided it. So that even when I'm not praying, the day I'm not praying, somebody else is praying, right? But they are praying for me. They're not just praying for themselves, right? They are praying for my family. Some people are praying for my finances. Some people are praying for my protection. The day I join, I'm not just praying for me. I'm also praying for the entire body. That's one way we add and receive value, all right? If you're a member of this church, you are already receiving value. At the minimum, you are being prayed for every day. When you come here, before you come here, you do have no idea how many hours of prayer even went on for you, for God to touch you, to bless you, you know, daily prayer. You're, you're already receiving value. The question is, are you adding value? All right? Make sure you also add value. Praise the name of Jesus. All right? Look at what the scripture says. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. You can say that. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. But God has put the body together. God put the body together. Giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. In fact, God sometimes is saying that God puts greater honor. Some ministries here, God thinks more highly of them because other people don't. So that there should be no division in the body. But that, that it parts you have equal concern for each other. He's saying we must have equal. I want you to notice the word equal. Equal concern. So in this church, we don't have concern for people 
because they give more tithes. That's not, that's irrelevant to us. We don't have concern for people because they do certain things. No, no. Every member get equal concern. Prayed for, you know, if you have any need, if you have, you know, need to be, you know, we had the testimony of our brother who said, I'm not even a good son of the house. Right? Not a good son. He shows up, you know, he's sick. We made a schedule of people going to pray for him every day. Equal concern. Nobody went to check his tithe record. Oh, before we start sending people every day, does he give tithe? Some churches do that. We don't do stuff like that. So you are receiving value, and we are equal as far as the value we want to give to our members. Amen. Philippians 2, uh, 2, chapter uh, chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, Value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but to each, but each of you to the interest of others. That's how we are supposed to. Number three, membership is serving. Membership is serving. We put a lot of effort on serving here in our church because really that is membership. Yeah, even though we said members are, you know, we have members, we have workers. But the real members are workers. Because the workers are the people who say, you know what, I can serve. I must function. All right? If a part of your body just says, I'm just going to sit there, I'm not going to function. You know, your kidneys say, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to be there, I'm not just going to function. The whole body is sick. And that's the, anal- that's the best analogy God, gives to us. God gave to us. So it's important for you to know, membership is really serving. First Corinthians, the same passage says in verse 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it, each of you. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophet, third, teachers, their miracles, gift of healing, helping of, of, of helping, guidance, and of different kind of tongues. And he went on and on that every part has a gift, and every part must use their gift to serve. First Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Every one of us has what is called the gift of grace. It is called charisma or charismata in the, in the, in the, in the Greek language. Every one of us. The only question you need to ask is, are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? If it is true, if the answer to that is yes, then you have a charisma. God has given you a gift, and the Bible is saying here, you must use whatever gift you have received, not to serve yourself, to serve others. To serve others. Do it, because that is what being a member of a body is. Hallelujah. Don't just say, you know what, it's just, oh, it's for them. We we are not there yet. You are there. You're there. Serving is not reserved for people who are spiritual giants. No, serving is not reserved for people who have been there for a long time. It's not for people who are older or newer. No, 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 no. no. It's not. It is for everybody. I want to know how many people have been here in the last one year? You've been here in the last one year? Can you? One year? Can you, can you stand up? You've been here just in the last one year. I don't mean... You joined in the last one year. Anybody joined this church in the last one year? In the last one year? 
Let's clap for them. Let's clap for them again. All right? All right? Any of you serving? If you've joined in the last year and you're serving, all right? Can you imagine that? Serving. God bless you. You've joined a ministry. All right? God bless you. God bless you. It is not how long. Some of them, they've been here one year. It actually feels like they've been here five years. Because they serve. Because they recognize you're not waiting in line. This is not a church of waiting in line. All right? This is not a church of waiting in line. That, oh, yeah, you know, you got to wait. This, some people have been here for 10 years. You got to be careful. You know, if you, you know, you, know, you got to, you know, when there's space, we'll let you know. That's not, you know, if you want to serve here, there's room to serve. Praise the name of Jesus. And I really, really, really want to thank God for our spirit of service. Amen. So serving, membership is serving. Uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12, so Christ gave himself, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service. That's really my job. Did you see what he says? And that's the minister's job. He said, God gave, Christ himself gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Verse 12. To do what? I want you to read verse 12 together. To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. You see why? That's my job. To equip you. To make sure you can serve better. To help you find your purpose. Help you find your calling, to encourage you in your calling, to encourage you to embrace God's gift, God's purpose. Some of them will be here. Some of them will even be outside of here. But my job is to make sure you find it, encourage you to be whatever, do whatever I can in my power. Pray for you so that you can. Praise the name of Jesus. And I, I pray to God every day to help me to do that. All right. Amen. So membership is serving. So if you're not serving, after the service today, I want you to register. Register for A101. It's even this Saturday. Good timing, right? All right? You take A101 class this Saturday, you join a ministry, and you really begin to serve. And the last one is membership is giving. Membership is giving. Membership involves giving. In fact, even in the membership of organization, giving is important. You know, it's always, it's always how the organization will survive. And in the, but in this part, it is even fundamental. Because the church is a body, but the church is also a family. And I want you to see what Malachi said in chapter 3, verse 10. He said, bring the old tithes into the storehouse. Into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. You know, the Bible says, my house. Jesus said, the church is my house. Hallelujah. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. It's his house. He said, I will build my church in Matthew chapter 16. My church is his house. He says, that there may be food in my house. Test me. And that's one promise he actually attacked. He actually said, test me. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing. I want you to notice the word pour. So I hear about pouring. Amen. Pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Tithing is 
very, very important. And, you know, it is, is to help so that the house of God, there can be, is a storehouse. It is filled, can be a blessing because out of that, it flows to the whole world. Amen. Let me also read a scripture that I thought is very important. First Chronicles chapter 29. To give you a good perspective when it comes to really giving and tithing. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 12. Wealth and honor come from you. This is uh, 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 Solomon, you know, just thanking God here. So wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. That's God, right? In your hands are strength and power to exhort and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise. Praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. Did you, see, did you see that? Now, he's trying to say, look, there's nothing you have that didn't come from God. In fact, let me tell you, when you give to God, tithe offering, you are not really giving. You are returning to God. You are returning. Because he gave it to you to start with. How did you earn your money? Many of you, you could not even have imagined. One of our brothers was talking to me yesterday, sharing testimony of how God has blessed him, you know, with his job, you know, with his pay. And he said, I could never have imagined that a few years ago, that I would be in a position where I'm asking for this kind of money. It's God's favor. And all of us have experienced God's favor. You know, you are alive. You are able to earn money. Your profession. Is it not God that gave it to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an accountant. It's because you're smart. You just, it's not because you're smart. God gave you the intelligence, right? That's where you are. Oh, am I an IT? That's oh, so brilliant. No, God gave you the brain. You know, there are a lot of people who could have been, never did. There are a lot of could have, who laugh. You know, God gave you that. And God still gives you the breath. If God wants you to even pay for the oxygen that you breathe every day, I mean, you will be a poor person. You will not be able to afford it. I mean, we will all be a slave, right? We have to mortgage out everything we have just to pay. You know, you know how much it costs to have oxygen for, you know, if someone is sick, they can't breathe and they need oxygen. You know how much that costs? And God gives you that for free. He gives you life. He gives you strength. He gives you opportunity. And yet, you are sitting there fighting about, oh, yeah, I'm not going to give my money to some pastor or to somebody, you know, to this, you know, to this, to that. I'm not going to do that, you know, these churches that they do. A lot of all those talks out there. That's not your business. The issue is, do you know God? Don't get, don't get involved in all that. I mean, if you're in a church, you don't like it, just leave. Just leave. I mean, if you don't trust what they do there, just leave. But don't get involved in all those things. You don't know everything. Just let them do their thing. If there's a pastor there, some people who is doing what they're not supposed to do, God is going to judge them. God is going to deal with them. Don't stress yourself over that. Don't make yourself the judge over, 
the, the assistant of God, you know, who is trying to help to clean up all the churches, straighten up all the pastors, and, and make sure they are, you know, they know it, they get it. Don't make yourself that kind of a thing. Because if God really wants to apply the same standard to you, I mean, that's why I, I don't go around and judge people. You know, I have opinion, I express it, but I don't personally go and after people because, look, if God wants to apply the same standard to all of us, nobody's going to stand. Nobody's going to stand. So, so what I'm trying to say is don't use all that as an excuse to be disobedient. All right? Have a, I want you to have a good attitude. I want you to have a good attitude towards giving and do it. Praise the name of Jesus. Verse 16 says, Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand. I want to let you know everything you have comes from God. So when he says, okay, give tithe, or you, know, re- you are returning it. In fact, what you're doing really is to acknowledge that it comes from him. It's to say, that's a proof. That's a way to say, I believe that. All right? I tell God, I believe that by returning that to him. When you are not doing that, you know what you're telling God? You have nothing to do with this. I made all this money by myself. I exist by myself. I am alive by myself. I am doing what I'm doing by myself. Is that the message you want to send to God? I don't think you want to send that message to God. So I want to challenge you and encourage you. I want you to think about this very, very well. All right? 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says, Each one of you on the first day of the, each week, on a Sunday, should set aside a specific sum of money in proportion to what you have earned. That's the same principle, in proportion, or as a percentage of what you have earned, and use it for offering. All right? Set aside. I want you to set it aside. Think about it before you come. You know, the reason why people squeeze is because they didn't set anything aside. So offering basket is coming. Uh, uh, I want to give like two bucks. I don't want to, the person sitting by me to say, oh, he's only giving two bucks. So I, so I squeeze. That's the origin of squeezing. Don't squeeze. Prepare your offering. This is set aside. I mean, look, God has blessed me. This is what I'm going to give. This is how I'm going to honor him. Put it in an envelope. Honor him. Do it well. Hallelujah. Set it aside. Now, for those who have, I'm going to address, whether you are listening to me online, whether you are here, for those who have, oh, you know what it is, uh, a New Testament, it is Old Testament, tinies of the old, you know, It's, it's legalistic, it's under the legal. Yes. There is the law. There's a legalistic way to tithe. All right? Just like there's a legalistic way to do anything. All right? Anything can be done as if you are under the law. So I'm not, that's why I'm explaining this, because under the spirit, we do things by understanding. See, under the law, yeah, people still are held to a standard of righteousness, right? But they did it as if under the law. They, put, they have to put their faith in that. They have to believe that is the source of their salvation. They believe that is the source of their blessing. That's not how you tithe. All right? As a New Testament believer, you do it as a response to God. All right? You do it as a response to God. 
And you're not saying, oh, you know, I mean, God has to, this is, you know, this is, this is what saved me. No, Titan is not what saves you. Titan is a response to God. As a matter of fact, and I want you to listen, if you want to operate under the new covenant, Titan becomes a minimum standard. The law becomes a minimum standard. It becomes a minimum standard. A minimum standard you walk from. You know, it's in relation to what you have. But the Bible says, and I like to use this, Matthew chapter 5, 20, if your righteousness does not surpass that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you, will, you, will, you have no prayer, all right? It must surpass. That's really our calling. We are called to a higher life, a higher purpose. Amen. So I want to challenge you today. Wrap up, all right? Membership is belonging. You should belong. Membership is adding and receiving value. You must, and you must add value. Membership is serving. I challenge you to serve. Membership is giving. If you have not been giving, if you have not been tithing specifically, let this be today. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's start today. Let's make it happen today. And may the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word. Bless this word. Let it, as it is planted in our heart, let it bear fruit. And let it touch many. Let it produce fruit of righteousness in our life. Fruit of obedience. So that your kingdom will advance and we will be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Today, hallelujah.